1: With Renault, official car partner of the GAA, driving passion for sport and communities throughout Ireland and abroad. We may not be able to get in on the sporting action we're used to, but we can get in on some exclusive offers from Renault. To celebrate their second year as official car partner of the GAA, Renault is offering a range of special offers on their new and used vehicles, exclusive to all GAA club members. So now you can take home the win right to your door. Check out renault.ie slash J to find out more. A, a,
2: a grain of rice, a, a, a grain of rice, it's going to tip the scale, just remember that lad.
0: There's a small bit of a needle there.
2: Now, come on, Mayo, you've got to
3: get Andy Moran into the game. Permission mission, was the, the show? Then we're no longer the whipping by of month
1: Morning, folks. A uh, bit of a better morning this morning. Uh, you're very welcome along to the Irish Examiner Hurling podcast of a Thursday morning. We got shifted this
2: week. Larry, um, could you shed some light there on why we got shifted uh, to a Thursday instead of our usual Monday slot? Would there be anything about the accent there, boy? <laughs> Apparently, there's a football match on there. They're on about it all week. Mark Keane, he was playing with you. He used to, yeah, he's playing with us. yeah Up the road, up through me and, and, and Mitch's home. But uh, yeah. Waffle tripe, wouldn't it? Watching that shade on Sunday, <laughs> not at all. As it was, to me, it was a
3: fantastic. We we were eight years and 81 minutes waiting for that goal, to be honest. With a tiger, Murphy, he'll never be hard to begin after it.
1: here, whatever about we have Brian Hogan on the line, obviously, and we know Hogan doesn't watch football. Landers,
3: <laughs> you don't watch football, yeah? you? i not <laughs> you know, Della, I definitely watched that match, and I, I can tell you because once it got <laughs> close. Like, did, you, did you see the uh, did you see the um, the thing out in WhatsApp there, the Kerry fella, and he shouting at the television and there were a couple of points up? Oh, my God, poor man. He must have had nearly a heart attack. But, I mean, we were the same at home now, the three lads were sitting there watching, jumping up and down with the ball and into the net. It was a bit like a Seamus Shab- Derby goal back in, was that 85 against uh, Kerry? Stopping them for the five in a row. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah, fantastic It was fantastic, but... Um, and your old buddy, Pat Mull, did you hear him on the commentary in 103 as well? Unbelievable, Like Pat Unbelievable. Mull lost his voice. That's about his fourth time this year losing his voice. <laughs> yeah, he got a bit excited. Who's your, man, right? who's your fin- man, Who's fin- fin- jumping fin- up and down, Mac. down and said... Yeah, that's, that's Finney Mack from Glen well, Robles. Here. have
1: another, have another look now at that WhatsApp, right, of Finney Mack jumping up and down, right? And yeah. there's two lads walking away in the background, right? <laughs> in the press box. And... He hung himself on a WhatsApp page and I'm on with him. But it's Daryl Shea and Mark O'Shea <laughs> He's looking in the background and I would no where would I have noticed it, right? But right. There's Dara and Mark and Mark is about to put the hood up to get oh. out there as fast as he could. Like.
3: <laughs> yeah. well, anyway, shuffling. why are we wasting
1: valuable time talking about <laughs> football? Like? But uh, I suppose I, I, I nearly, do you know what? i nearly fancy tip of a chance of doing the double note to, to where that match went.
3: Yeah, well, tis, everybody's talking about the double down this way now and I, I don't know, is it the All-Irelands Or is it actually just the victories over tip over The next couple of weekends But it's uh, a step in the right But it's great for the footballers now I, I'd have to say They have endured some torture for the last eight years For the hands of Kerry So if there's a way to win them That's the way to win them And gave them no opportunity to get back into it Bob was kicked out Game was over oh. Thanks very much,
0: move on
1: Hoagie, it was a bit like Sorry to remind you now I think it was 2004 um, Go on. Which did one did Jacobs up? got the goal?
0: Yeah, 2004,
1: Leicester semi-final. Like there wasn't even time for the puck out. Like was there? No, there wasn't. Thanks for that, <laughs> like, um, The biggest image of that was Cody collapsing behind the goal, wasn't there?
0: Yeah, yeah, down on his hands and knees. It wasn't too often he's he's no falling, crestfallen in a, in a game like that, but uh, yeah, I remember well. Um, yeah, and you can you can see. I mean, no Hickey and. Uh, Tommy, and you could just see him all, you know, if you watch the footage where, I think, and Peter Barry, Peter was blocked down, I think it was, and just fall to the ground. That's it, Get the new game up, time up, and uh, <laughs> it's a killer. Jeez. Yeah, well, someone said to me, uh, Jim Keelty used to be involved in with, when I joined the dubs, and he was saying it's the only
1: way to beat him because he'd been involved in Wexford that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also yeah no problem Jim we'll organize that like that we'll wait for 3 minutes <laughs> in injury time and we'll block, we we'll block down Noel Hickey or Peter Barry and we'll get a goal and we we'll get yeah. one off. Well, no bother the, no bother
0: Jim. But the, fun, yeah. the funny thing the funny thing is that you 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 look back on that instant you know and like the football match you know you look back in that last minute goal but like the, the problems were throughout the match you it just you know it comes down to that last minute piece of well. magic. But uh, it, it wasn't just that one piece that cost us the match back then. It was, it was the issues around not dealing with their puck outs for, throughout the whole first half, you know, and the movement that they brought. And I'm sure Kerry will look at it and say, well, not, not I suppose, not really bringing the match to Cork. They, you know, the match was played in Cork's terms. Bec all I know about football, but I can tell you that much anyway from looking yeah. at it.
1: Know, and we just want to say to Peter Keane, get well soon, Peter, falling off the top of... Caron uh, uh Caron Tool, uh She's like Peter. Would you go out to the pub for two or three days? Of course, they're locked. TJ can't. He can't go out for a few beers in a snug somewhere. <laughs> that's, been, that's, that's
3: penance, isn't it? I mean, you don't have to get in bed by fucking yeah. You know.
1: I said I drove him. I said drove him to the butt of it and carry and said, "Get up, you <laughs> have to lose the cock." <laughs>
0: probably the only place you go for a bit of peace and quiet without really, having to talk you know, about that. Imagine he, and, and he's a supermarket there, and yeah.
1: inside the counter there Monday morning. How are you uh, doing? Do you want a lot, Huh? You know what Paddy O'Shea said about those Kerry people, don't you, <laughs> Yeah, the supporters, yeah, we won't. Uh, we have good Kerry Hurling listeners there, Les, in there. I see mm. they're, they're nearly favourites now to win the Christie Ring, so hopefully the Kerry people get behind the hurlers now. Uh, not the Christie Ring cheese that shoot me, the Joe McDonough. And uh, a bit of debate about that actually, if they win it, they'll be going into the Leinster Championship and why not Munster and you know, it's, it's, it's a funny one. But look, anyway lads, we would have a quick look back, with the shoved us out to Thursday so it's not as fresh uh, in our memories. But um, Mark, your, your lambasting of the Cork hurlers and, and management and Cork hurling people in general <laughs> seem to have done the trick against Dublin. <laughs>
3: Is it my 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 lamb-based thing alone? Well, I, I
1: believe the podcast was played the last twenty minutes of the podcast was played in the dressing
3: room. <laughs> right, well, okay. Well it's a fright to God that if they to wait for the podcast to get to get the players up for a match that should have been up for a week previous on Ring's hundredth anniversary. But anyway, I suppose we got the responsibility required, you know. I suppose the, the three lads, three or four lads that I would have said to you, Anthony, you know, Rob Downey, Mark Coleman, um, Seamus Hernady and Tim Omani. I asked for, you know, that they are the leaders in that team, along maybe with Bill Cooper in the background as well. You know what Bill is going to give you. I thought all oh, those four lads were, were magnificent. And then you throw in, I suppose, the, the likes of Robbie, uh, Robbie Flynn and Luke Mead and Cullum Spillane, Jack O'Connor, uh, Dickie Dalton, the five changes. Every one of them five contributed to the team. And it's, it's a remarkable turnaround in the space of a week. But the big thing for me, Anthony, is just it's the attitude of the players and how they bring that attitude to the game. And, and it's all out attack. And if they can do that on a consistent basis, there's no reason why Cork can't be competitive. And that's all. And all I, I suppose all I was doing was airing with 99% of people in Cork. That team against Waterford didn't show um, the required spirit and leadership and dedication that we would expect from any team wearing the red and white jersey. Uh, I'm glad that they did bring it to the table the last day against Dublin and of course obviously Anthony will be talking about in a minute the biggest thing now is can they find a consistency for the next day against Tipperary that is the biggest question so lads, one swallow doesn't make a summer and that's what I'd be reiterating this week now is that even when we knew we were through everybody was wondering what is the best draw do you want Clare, do you want Wexford and Tip? And you know, deep down, and was TJ actually said at the last, uh, you felt that Dublin was the good draw for Cork, uh, TJ, because you felt they wouldn't be complacent against them because they played very well against Tipperary or against Kilkenny, and I think you were right. And I think the Tipperary game is exactly what this present Cork team want. They really want to look to the challenge of Tipperary, I would
2: would suggest.
1: Don't think Mark, looking ahead now, and like, Jesus, I mean, the the injection of pace with Robbie O'Flynn and Jack O'Connor, was huge but TJ did you get as much rain as we got in West Clare yesterday we got a, an absolute diligence of it here yes so, like, but, so come here to Gaelic Browns yeah it's
2: been very little games in it, uh, so I, I think i think. Today, sure the like, football was there last weekend like when Texas was playing Monday that's true actually but the pitch the pitch look the pitches in general look good so um, I, don't, I don't I don't think the pitch, I think the day or maybe the weather on the day might be as big a factor as, as the actual pitch itself. Sometimes, as you know, they're there on the it grounds the stand side, underneath the stand there can get softer, right? But I don't know, but I, I was impressed with Cork myself. I thought the changes they made definitely worked. I was fierce impressed with Luke Mead on the middle of the field. But more so, uh, Mark, I was impressed with their use of the ball. Now, I know Dublin. I I think it was impossible with Sky trying to work out formations because they shared very little. Uh, It looked like as if Dublin didn't start with a sweeper, but then after the goal, they jumped into it. Cork were were prepared for that, right? And they're used to the ball and they get their head up every single time. And they didn't allow the sweeper to control the game. The same, like what they did against Waterford, really for a team with the intelligence around the set up, as I said for a Tiger work, it was criminal for a car team and they didn't make the same mistake again so they did learn and the changes did work so overall I was impressed Dublin on the other hand I don't know you would have a better insight as to the actual personnel I was surprised they moved O'Donnell to six that looked like kind of a, a strange move their backline didn't really look comfortable they looked open a lot of the time behind their shape and they were jumping in and out of sweepers it's easy to be critical when a team loses but I just don't know where they were at and even if you ask me today, where to for Dublin? now, it's a tricky one. But on the day, Cork were deserving winners. Agreed, the changes worked. By tighter style of play and their use of the ball was significantly better. Mark
3: Mark Coleman, told, just took over the game. Right, he he's amount of possessions in the first half For up around 25, and they left him go. Like I couldn't understand how Dublin left. Like uh, to me, if you're in charge of the team, you mark the sweeper and you force somebody else, uh, not as good a holler or a stylish a holler, and the ball, and they just left him dictate the whole run of the game that for me was very surprising and in fairness of Dublin they came I think with what they felt was their best 15 because they picked Jermaine Ron and Hayes and Dylan from the start and they got very very little from two of them now Dylan probably should have got a penalty maybe could have got it but struck the ball or tried to strike it a bit too early after catching a great ball in the edge of the square if he stood up and tried to take a step and maybe kick it into the net or but like when he threw it up Sean O'Donoghue and some kind of knocked him off with of it and the, the opportunity but he was he was very poor in comparison. Like, here's the psychology of starting a fella or leaving a fella on the line. And, you know, it's amazing how, and like, I think you have to look at the Conor Lehan situation. I would have felt the Cork selectors maybe drag Dickie Dalton a bit early because I thought Dalton played re- very well and the experience he would have gathered from staying on for another 15 or 20 minutes would have been a help to him. But Conor didn't shoot the lights out when he came on, which was very disappointing. And Cork will, be, will need something from Conor I think against Tipperary on Sunday, but you know, overall, TJ, yeah. I just wonder, I just wonder about Dublin. The three matches in 15 days, they looked a bit leggy to me, now. And Cork, yes, Cork had a lot of pace and a, and used the ball great, but I just thought Dublin were a little bit leggy.
1: Yeah, I don't know about the leggy thing, Huggy. Um, like, Jesus, I'm not saying no, but just went in 13 there when we drew it, and then the, the five matches in a row, and I. I heard Mick Carton on another uh, podcast there talking about it, and he said like it's just it's lovely, like he says, because hardly no training in between, you know, a light yeah. session on a <clears> Tuesday, a bit of a chat. Like, is it an excuse? Like three matches in a row? I, I, I mean, the Leash match was relatively handy for them
0: yeah, on, on yeah. the day they, they beat Leash. I don't know. I mean, looking at that Dublin side, I can't see the the fatigue being a, a major issue. You know, there's a, there's a lot of the young players, you know, the, the the age profile of that team, you know, Donald Burks and all these guys and O'Donnells and these guys. It's not like they're they're 30 plus, you know, and they've been on the road for a number of years. And, you know, say like us in 2013, you know, when we picked up a couple of injuries, they, they haven't, they don't, you know, I, I I don't I don't see that as a as a major. I think what the lads were saying in terms of Dublin just didn't seem to be kind of clear in terms of what they were trying to do. Um for me anyway, looking on, you know, and and, and moving, making the changes. Like to me, Owen O'Donnell is the best full-back or one of the best full-backs in the country and moving him out to centre-back was a strange decision and you know just a few things like that it just didn't make sense to, um to be honest but I, one point I was going to make I think Mark touched on it as well was Stecky Dalton a full forward like he, he's a guy you would have seen a fair bit of you know at the club and you know coming in and out of Cork over the last couple of years and I think he's the type of player that Cork have been missing you know Cork in terms of stick hurlers and just ability to make the ball talk is unquestioned, you know. You can see it both at the club level and 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 with, with Cork on the days when they're in full flow. But there are times in matches, and particularly in championship matches, where that's not going to happen, you know. And you're going to have to grind it out. You're going to have to, you know, dig out a, a hard ball. And if you look at the teams who are the real contenders this year, if you look at Limerick and they've got Galan inside, you know. You look at Galway with Conor Whelan inside. You look at Kilkenny with Colin Fellney is they've all got this one guy who's capable of sitting on the edge of the square tying up two defenders an outlet you know yet you're playing the ball through the line but where where does the stage in a match where your backs are to the wall you've got that direct outlet you can play a ball into one of, one of those guys and they'll either win in, win primary possession and feed it off to the runners coming through or at least at the minimum they'll hold it in there they'll, their physical presence they'll hold it they'll keep it they'll kill the ball for a couple of seconds given the time for their, their, their support runners to come in and I think the likes of Decky Dawson there for, for Cork, you know, absolutely would have cornered around him with all the pace and that. But you do need that kind of physical presence in there. And I totally agree with, with Mark. I think I would have left him on, you know, the more game time, the more experience he gets at that level. You know, he's the kind of the style of player, you know, for years, probably Shammy Harnady was was the main primary ball winner there, you know, and, and, and they have a guy, you know, he's abrasive, you know, he'll he's direct, he'll, he'll he'll go straight at you, you know, and he doesn't mind the physical element of it. So that's kind
3: of. Brian, wasn't it incredible that Nolan came out and met him right on the meet and he was moving and yeah. Nolan landed on the ground yeah, Dickie, yeah. It, it didn't knock a tot out of Decky and 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 have the ball blocked out and he still had the presence of mind to knock it in like on the ground and he was, that was 20 yards out at the same time but I, what I was more impressed with as well Brian is the fact that he chased down Danny Sutcliffe on a ball that he was 25 yards behind him yeah. and he got there and in the first half as well, he chased somebody out over the the the, the Ryan stand side and got in a flick that broke the hammer, and he went over. Like we haven't forwards that would that have been doing that, and he has brought that is something else he has brought to it. That walkway and you said it, about keeping the ball inside. And if we have six forwards that could do that and would do that man for man for each other, we we'd have serious options then. We and. All the supporters That's what exactly what they want to see Is what Dalton brought to the game And I was just It begs the question As to why he wasn't Started against Waterford And I think You know In the space of a week The five new players And we know that Robbie O'Flynn Wasn't available Because of suspension Colm Spillane was injured Obviously after the county final He has come through that But I, the injection of the youth And a bit of freedom I think the players responded And the team responded To the five new players Big time
0: yeah, and, and not to, like, say that one player is, it will change everything or two players, you know, um, are going to change everything. But but you're right. that Like, I've played against Sutcliffe and uh, Dale O'Hall, Bouchford, like, that guy is some speed merchants, you know. Like, trying making up ground on him when he's in full flight is, is fair going. So when you're talking about the likes of O'Connor and these guys with pace, Dalton's no slouch either, you know. And, and, and sometimes a play like that is worth more than a score. Because what it does is, you know, maybe that doesn't come naturally to guys around them. But when they see a guy making up 40 yards and diving full length and making a hook, all of a sudden it kind of goes, Jesus, I, I need I need to put myself about a bit more. And I think, right. as you say, bringing that to the... Adding that to their game. Yeah. I mean, Brian would have always said, like, you know, you win the battles first, the hurling will take care of itself. You know, right. you can make the ball talk, but you need to do the basics first. And once you do that, the hurling will look after itself. And I think sometimes... Maybe Cork are guilty of going out to try and hurl first without, you know, earning the right to hurl. if you get me? Yeah. And and, and, yeah. and
3: yeah.
0: those oh, kind really- of moments are are huge. And as I mentioned, the other players that I mentioned <laughs> as well, they're all the players as, as defenders. defenders are going. Oh Christ! You're marking this lad. He's going to be all over you. He's going to be making making life, hurt, you know, a nightmare for you for the for the for the hour. You know, and they're they're yeah. I think they're they're, they're huge players. You know, for any team that's going to be serious about winning something.
1: TJ, you you, you did. Do- that's one of the things that you'd have heard said from maybe good managers over the years that like even if it's not in the scoreboard lads set the tone you know you mightn't you mightn't get one two early on or five quick points but you'd be setting the tone winning your position laying down markers and normally they kick into play as the game develops
2: yeah and in fairness to Luke Mead uh, Fred, one, of the, one of the guys who started, like from the word go, he just bounced onto a ball, made a statement. I think he just scored on the board ten seconds in. So that that was a statement made. On the opposite side, then for Dublin, right, they put no real pressure on the Cork puck out. We were potentially looking at a, a Cork team that was delicate after making changes. The last thing Dublin wanted to do was give them easy possession or soft possession or soft wins in the puck out. And like Mark said there, when you give Mark Coleman a player that standard, like 30 possessions, an easy ball, right? They're going to hurt you at some stage. You can't get it. And that kind of feeds into the work rate of your six forwards. It's a prerequisite of today's modern game that your six forwards work their socks off when they lose the ball. If that doesn't happen, giving handy ball to a good opposition backline, they will eventually hurt you. And I suppose that is a challenge, Mark, for Cork this weekend. And we all know exactly what's going to happen is, is to get, it's not so much the best. 15 are the best team It's the right team Right So that's kind of the key Message for them Heading into Tipperary Like What they picked the last day Definitely worked for Dublin So the challenge For them this week now Is What is the best Team For Cork to play, play This weekend be,
3: Yeah And like Because The sweeper system Worked with Matt Coleman Last yeah. weekend There's going to be I'd say there's going to be A bit of cat and mouse In the first 10 minutes The next day To see what happens Because like, go back to the Ireland final last year when Richie Hogan was sent off. After that, the whole game turned to Tipperary's favour because their use of the extra man and their use of the ball was excellent. If you give that Tep team an extra man in the defence around the field, they are very good at pinging the players and finding and working the ball through the lines. They won't give away a possession. So, Cork will have a lot of, I'd say, soul-searching as to what, like, they probably will think their best thing now is to go with a sweeper. But it may not be the best thing to go against this particular team in Tipperary. I think you're going to have to run at them. But if you give them an extra man at the back, there's no better lads Mm. to be playing the ball around themselves. So I'd say there could be a couple of switch ups now between in the game on on, 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 on Sunday against Tipperary. I I just, it's a real soul searcher for this current management and players now as to what the best thing to do is on Sunday. But I, I think that they may have. They may have two options, TJ, going into it, to play with the sweeper and play without the sweeper. But if they bring the enthusiasm, the walk rate, the attitude to the game, at least we'll be in the game and we'll be competitive. And you can, as the game progresses then over 70 minutes, you can adapt and change uh, as it goes. But. You know, they have, there's a lot of searching questions to be to, to, to come between at
1: the weekend. You know. Yeah, and there there's a small matter or two small matters of the Munster final and Ulster final on as well, like so he's these qualifiers and Cork-isms and all <laughs> this. We give the footballers there the first six or seven. minutes. And I think there's people around the country. I will tell you one thing, uh, Landers, that uh, my buddy Colin Higgy Higgins had 20 quid on Mac on uh, what you call him? Sorry, Dicky Dalton to score the first goal. <laughs> 10 to 1 he says Landers knows stuff there <laughs> a picture of the docket sorry you know if the girlfriend didn't know about you winning the money but she'll know what you hear <laughs> but uh, yeah well, look I, I, obviously it, I, I do think TJ like the rain I know there was an 8am inspection this morning for Canmel races I don't know if it'll it or not but uh did, did. Me, like yeah, well, when it's not too far from Torless at the same time, Clambella. And I know it does get a bit soft at the field. I'd be more there now in the course and in the racing. But, uh, um, like, I, I just think, lads, we've been blessed with the weather up to this because even the bad day with with Limerick and Tip, Pocky Keeve is so good, the surface. You know, it's like Crop Park, you now, like, and I just think with the Munster Championship, I think the Munster Council maybe should have came out and said at the start of the year, lads, even if Cork are in it, that the Munster final is going to be played in Park of Key because of the year, Do you know, and the lateness yeah. of the unique yeah. year we're in. And, like, look at the Leinster Championship, every game in Crow Park. Like, mm. I, I just think a, we, we erred on that and I'd even be worried for what we all know is, even Hoagie would admit this, like, everyone loves playing in Turles. Do you know, it's it's just, in the summertime, it's the place to play and, like, I I just think Turles could even be heavy with that rain that fell yesterday that's been, Will it affect the Munster final? I'm, I'm on duty now for the Munster final. I think it it, it could affect it. And and uh, did we make a mistake by not saying that the, the, our showpiece game in Munster should have been on in Parkykeev?
3: For me, Dale, like we we've been saying it all along this year, the surface in Parkie Cueve is magnificent, and we saw the hurling match, um, Tip and Limerick and we saw the football match, Cork and Kerry the deluge of rain that fell <clears> in both of those games, and there wasn't an ounce of water visible on the pitch, now the one thing that I would say after the game is that a lot of the players were cramping and I don't know whether that was the surface is hard, no, they were cramping after the, 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 the Cork and Dublin game as well, but it's certainly when you read all the interviews from the managers as a lot of the players are cramping at the moment. But in general, the pitch is magnificent in Cork. I was a bit disappointed and it's like, look. Cork would prefer to play in us That they'll always say that. The lads will always say that. Um, but I would have felt that the pitch, the standard of the field, and like for supporters, some some counties don't like coming to Cork because of where the pitch is, um is situated and traffic and travel and all that kind of stuff. But in the year that's in it, when there's no supporters, I, I would have got your best pitch available to me. And it's not being a cock person, it's actually the best field in, in in terms of the surface and the way the weather is going at the moment. Certainly I, I would have picked Parky Quive
2: over all the other pitches. It looks, it looks the best pitch now, but I suppose being non-believers and not believing cock people for years and years and years, we probably needed to see it in these couple <laughs> of games before we actually believed them. But I, I think to be fair to both Limerick and Turles now, right, the games that I've seen, the clips, the pitches did look very well. Yes, this week is wet and the forecast there is that today is drying a bit and tomorrow's a bit wet. I I don't know. I'd be kind of more. I think the cold, maybe are the, the temperatures dropping and stuff. Maybe the kind of slither not traveling as far, maybe more of a factor. So, I don't. I, I I don't know. I wouldn't be concerned about this weekend as much as what you're saying, there. Yeah, I just would, teacher, because I I just think it's natural
1: soil. Whereas there's no way Crow Park or Parkykeev is natural grass. Yeah. No, it's yeah. not. It's not. It's. I I've been no, on no, it no. there. The first match it was the first of February, cock and tip in the league. Yeah, remember the first night Mac like, scoreline that night and the That's ball brilliant. moving and, and Torless like and, and they'll shoot me in Torless on Sunday when they see me if they hear this like but like Torless is brilliant sure I mean we all love going to Torliss. it's just something about it put the hair standing in the back of your head the business we have and like I think- it's just I, I, for me it was a, like there's no doubt why you know like Claire <laughs> Wexford's in Port leash. You know, the Gaelic Grounds, Turles, and yet we, the Leinster Finals in Crow Park. And for me, the best chance of a great game is in Crow Park. Like, I, I think just
0: surface-wise.
1: Oh, yeah, no, what, what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, I think... You yeah, love there's... it, like, Turles and the Gaelic Grounds in Port You'll be like me.
0: I I, I love playing Turles, you know. I think, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it's probably the one stadium or pitch in the country that is a natural surface. But it's always in, you know, a bit like a Park, you know, and, and one or two other grounds where they're always in really good condition. But they're natural surfaces, as opposed to say, Crow Park, which you know yourself, it's more sand based. It's 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 you know, the year that's in it. If they had said, look, all monster matches in Park Quive and, and all Leinster Championship matches in Crow Park, you've kind of kind of got eleven playing field there because of the the potential conditions and the weather conditions, etc. But. Um, you know, coming back to, to TJ's point i think i think the, the bigger impact is is whatever the, the weather will be on the day you know i think that's the the real impact you know if you think back to club matches at this time of year that you know in a normal year you would be looking at club matches at this time of year and jesus there could be some woeful mud baths you know in, in down in regional grounds or local grounds whereas I, I don't think you, you could, there's enough rain in the sky, you know, to to, to to get see a mud bath in Crow Park or in Parky Quive because of the, sli- the way the pitches are, are are made now, you know. So, yeah, I'd probably just, you know, I I probably agree with you, Dale. I I, I think for the year I was in it, I probably would have just kept kept it simple, you know, and kept the venues consistent. But yeah, and I I, 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 I think your know,
1: max point is well made about Parky Keeve as well. I know I just. You know, the logistics of getting into Park of Heath can be a headache for teams, oh, yes. you know, getting there early yeah. and basing yourself somewhere to get in. But this year, it was no issue. So I, I think we could have gone with that for the year that's in it. And, and especially with Cork in the back door as well, like um, it wouldn't have been like Waterford and, and Limerick, it would have been a natural neutral spot to go to. Let's we, we better get on to the game. I'm conscious a few years, there's a fellow trying to sell a horse and there's another lad who has to go back to work we've no real issues and Larry's at work um, <laughs> but um, um, that's the game Waterford do we know what to make of him after the Cork game I definitely haven't come across him at Underage I saw signs of the Liam, she- Liam Cahill uh, stamp on the Waterford team in that there was more aggression against Cork than I've seen in Waterford for a while and it was a significant like they didn't win a game in the round robin lads in the last two seasons of the start, like there's two seasons of round Robin in Munster, and they win a the game. It was a big statement, like wasn't it? And I just yeah. thought there was more edge to them than I've seen in a while.
3: Yeah, well, like I, I saw that I, I was at the National League game at the start of the year in February where they played Cork, and they sent out a signal that day when they were short five or six of their, with some well-known players, and I think they carried that far, Anthony, right through to the championship match against Cork. Now look. It's well documented at this stage that Cock wasn't good on the day, but Waterford were worthy winners and they could have won by more than they actually won in the day because they, they missed an awful lot of opportunities. But you know, we, we're all well aware of, we said tied De Burka, um, Jamie Barron, Austin Gleason, but then truck Hallam Lines and Prunty in on top of it. Desi Hutchinson would look sharp enough, but he I think there could be a little bit more, and we'd see a bit more from him now this weekend against um against Limerick. Now, I think they're hopping out of their skin, which is probably the best thing for them, is that they're not going to give any Limerick men any opportunity to play through the lines. And again, here we go now. Caleb lines is going to be left free. We know that for a certainty now because garold Heger is going to be down the field, kind of 70 or 80 yards from his own goals, along with, we said, the other half forwards. Um, there's a few, like, Limerick aren't going to give the ball to Waterford, like Cork did, because Limerick's use of the ball is excellent. So there's there's a bit of a question mark for Liam Cahill as to how he's going to approach playing against Limerick on Sunday now, because it's well documented that Limerick will have 12 bodies behind, we said in the, half, the halfway line, and they'll be trying to find Galen at every opportunity. And we saw the last that tied the book, set back into the D a little bit like Mark Ellis did last year, and he he could be cutting off a lot of balls to Galan. So, so a lot of tactics at play here, but what we do know is that Waterford are going to come all guns blazing. And I think they're really, really fit. I think they're fitter than Tipperary are. Tipper coming off of winning the All-Ireland, uh, the tulles went out early, um, the McGraths involved the two counties getting beaten. I think they were definitely very flat, but I do think the Waterford will bring a real fitness and a real edge to the game. And they have a couple of exceptional players, Anthony that I think they'll bring the game to, to, to Limerick on Sunday.
1: And Hoagie, like, none of the pundits really will be going for Watford. Like, yeah. like, I suppose we're all going to the head and the bookies will tell us as well. Like, do, do you think they have to change? Like, all people are, you know, there's been so much focus on taking on Limerick in the, the crash zone, let's say, in the middle. There's no real way of beating them at the moment in that zone. Now, Kilkenny last year, to be fair to you, he exposed a few things there, but... In general, in the last three years, nobody has really come out on top of Limerick in that zone. Do you think Cahill will try and come up with something
0: different? Um, well, I, I think I think you can't you can't avoid uh, first of all um, being competitive in that crash zone. I mean, there isn't ways to skirt around the edges and try and catch Limerick. You have to you have to front up. That's the first thing. You know, I think if you have any hope of beating beating this Limerick side, <laughs> um, you're, you're you're going to have to. Turn up on a day and, and front up physically and and now okay, can, you're not going to bully them right by any stretch of the imagination, but you do need to be competitive in that space because at the end of the day that's where the ninety you know eighty percent of the possessions are you know between the puckouts whether they go short or long the ball is coming through that zone you know and a lot of Limerick's game um, you, know, uh, you know I suppose key players the likes of Hegarty and Keen Lynch and all these guys who are always getting on the ball get on huge amounts of possession are in that zone so it's about it's about dealing with that you know and I think Watford you know. Their strongest line is their half back line, you know, which, which, you know, okay, depending on where they play Austin Gleason, but, you know, with Ty burka back and Fish, you know, and that game will do him, you know, the world of good. And Callum Lines, you know, with the way he's attacking, I think it'd be really interesting with Grohl Hegarty, the way he does drop back, you know, you've got Kevin Moore on the same flank playing wing forward. So if Grohl Hegarty is dropping out the field looking for possession and Callum Lines is holding his his own position, yes. you, you have Kevin Moore there who has that discipline and that kind of experience to be, you know, to be able to kind of keep an eye on where Hegarty is, you know, and stay close to him and try and you know negate him to prevent him from building momentum and picking up balls and and coming out the water for defence. But look, yeah, outside of that, they're gonna have to look at something uh as well out of the you know, some sort of um surprise, you know, uh, for Limerick. They're gonna have to make Limerick think, you know, um while you say you have to kind of front up physically in that middle third of the field. And I think Watford will, because, you know, I think Watford, you know, with Cal there, he's kind of brought back a bit of that kind of passion, that bit of aggression, as you mentioned, that, you know, it was always going to be difficult coming in after Derek McGrath. The players were so close to him, and there was, there was such an emotional roller coaster over the couple of years, and there was a lag there for whatever reason with injuries and everything else. You do get a sense now with a couple of the key personnel back and and that, and Lean Tal bringing that freshness, that, they're kind of on a you know, they have kind of turned a bit of a corner. Maybe the players are like, look, Jesus, we need to make the most of this now over the next few years. So yeah, I think you know, Cal is look, he's he's cute, he's cute enough, he's astute enough, he's been there, you know, for the last couple of years. You know, you've we've seen him. I've no doubt he will have something up his sleeve, you know. Um what that is, you know, look, I mean, we we've mentioned we've, met, we've mentioned how Limerick are, are short, and, you know, in terms of their missing their shooting the full back line. Is he going to look at something to try and maybe isolate? Uh, one of the guys may be Barry Nash or someone in there, and try and exploit that. I don't know, but but he he will. He'll come. He definitely come with something anyway.
3: Yeah, but it seemed like the last day from the the court game is that they had eight players, somewhere around seven or eight players out around the middle of the field, and they were leaving Bennett up up front with Desi Hutchinson mm. to a certain degree. I mean, they could play like Anthony if, if they bring back and withdraw, withdraw seven or eight players into that middle third there, that's going to clog it up. And like Limerick's game is to get the three half hours out. The other thing is that Dara Fives is fit to play. That would release Kevin Moran to into that pocket there to 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 mind an awful lot of those players. So it wouldn't surprise me if I if you saw Kevin Moore in the middle of the field just going left and right to watch the two the two half hours and and adding in Tom Morrissey as well to that. There. So Darrell Fives is a, you know if he was fit to play I could see him starting in the half back then with De Burka and Caelan Lyons and and pushing on um pushing on Kevin Warren. but like you have really a astute an astute man I think in Liam Cahill he has won his minor on two hundred twenty ones he's he's setting his style out and making his name for a and I think Gleeson Gleeson is key now I mean if Gleeson mm. goes head to head with Dicky Hannon and stays centre forward. I think he'll take him for pace, but you have to get the ball to Gleason, and he has to have his shooting boots on. Like, he can't be throwing the ball over. Like, he got three points the last day, but he also had three or four wides that if he steadied himself, and like for Waterford to win on Sunday, they'll need Gleeson getting, like, say, five or six points in play, and Jamie Barnard adding three or four points in play, you know?
1: But, TJ, like, Limerick, don't let the Hannon be exposed uh, too often, like, to the man he's on. Like, he sits. He sits in the pocket like and, and 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 even I I found it unusual the last day you now. Maybe I commented too much on, on it on the commentary about Kyle going back wing back like, but it, was, it shook, it shook tip, there's no doubt about it, like that yeah. all of a sudden their man Marco for Keane Lynch was playing centre back. <clears> and and Kyle and, and your Brian Hogan, you're looking up the field and there's Kyle Hennan and Burns.
2: So where am I going to puck this like? Yeah. I, I suppose, like, look, Limerick would be very happy for Watford to bomb on into the middle third and for that for the crash zone to become like where that, the war zone in the game. And Limerick are comfortable at that and they like to create a bit of space with for their forwards. For me, I think there's probably a couple of very interesting matchups potentially coming here. Like, is probably going to pick up Aaron Gillan? You'll be thinking that that's definitely going to be a one that Watford will need to win that battle. Uh, where's Keane going to play? Difficult week for Keane this week, Dale. I know you commented already um, with his uncle. Oh, Keane, yeah. Keane, Keane will be burying his uncle on Saturday, which is difficult before a Munster final. So, um, to be fair to him, where did position Keane, where the position Kyle Hayes, And the other interesting factor here, Dale, was in the, the last league game before lockdown in the seventh of March, right? Is Limerick played Waterford in the league in the Gaelic crowns And Watford played reasonably well now. The game finished, Limerick winning by four points, 121 to 117. But the boys, and we spoke about Liam Cahill, and like Michael Beaven's with him as well, two clever boys. And like they, I've no doubt they will have something up their sleeve. Um, the one thing that's probably saying to me, even though they did have a great win over Cork, is that Cork created 44 shots at the post and 44 scoring chances. You will not be able... Like the wides that Cork have early on, you probably couldn't see maybe a Limerick being as wasteful as that. And Waterford don't want the situation. Like if you cough up 44 scoring chances to Limerick, I would say Waterford will go going to be in trouble. But there are potential improvers. They had a great win the last day. I agree with Marking that they're hopping over their skin and you can see that. And I also agree with Ozzie He's a key man for them. He needs to lead that charge up front, right? He needs to stop to kind of, um, I suppose, that piece of his game that kind of nobody wants to see. Just get on with it. Mm. He's a brilliant hurler. He's a farmer hurler of the year. He has all the kind of the the, the tools in the bag to go and be a match winner on Munster final day. And I would say that Waterford need him on Sunday. And I think that if Waterford are to win, they'll probably have to win that uh, Punty gillan battle, right? They'll probably have to tie down Limerick in the middle of the field, certainly Keane Lynch. And they'll need a massive game one of Aussie. and if they get in windows, we the likes of take the Borca. No money, Like we know what we're going to get from Tiger Borca. You know what you going to get from Bennett. There's Jamie Barron in the middle of the field. You that's nearly a guarantee. That's a nine out of ten most days. Aussie, on the other hand, is a is a little trickier, isn't it? <laughs>
1: it is. It is. And look, if they're if they're playing with the the Cahill edge as I'll call it, like the, the big thing is to keep Aussie calm. And keep people, you know, that Aussie, yeah, we're all playing at an edge now, bar you. You're just playing brilliant hurling, like, you know. <laughs> and, t- t- but look, t- I suppose it's hard to look past Limerick, Mark, and uh, overall, like, it, I mean, they're look- playing so well. Is there a danger? No, I, I, I wouldn't ask TJ this because I know what he'll say, but that, like, they've beaten two of their biggest rivals, their other ones being Cork. And it's funny, from a Clare and Limerick point of view, there's very little rivalry with Waterford. We had a bit a few issues with them there in the late 90s, all right. But he's <laughs> all calm and friendly again. And and uh, um, during staycation, I met more water people in West Clare and and likewise, I think you know, an awful lot of yeah. people hit down there to the sunny southeast. But Mark, is there a little danger that Limerick have an awful lot of the heavy lifting done? They were superb in their two games. We saw it last year. I mean, I watched the Munster final again there from last year. What an occasion, the Gaelic Grounds, what a contrast to this year's monster final. Do you know the crowd mm-hmm. that was there last year on the atmosphere against Tip and the blue tip away? And I suppose they've blown Tip and clear away this year. And yeah, is there any bit of danger that the complacency set in, or would last year be a superb so, learning curve? Line?
3: yeah, I would have felt, um, I would have felt that, that like for Limerick to win the All Island, they have to, to, to produce five performances, in a, five performances in, a performance in a short period of the time. There's no doubt that they felt that. Last year, they left an All Ireland, I think, behind them. They would, like, if the game had on for another five minutes against Kilkenny, they'd have been in the All Ireland final and they would have improved. As the game was going on, they were improving. I think they really are the one team that has come back this year, Anthony, with a real fight for to try and win Liam McCarthy. Um, I think on the complacency side of things, I think actually Keen Lynch's uncle, tragically passing away uh, recently, could actually be a spur on. For them, a bit like the Tony Kier situation a couple of years ago with Galway, that that it was like a bit of a 16th man. I mean, we know what the carries mean to Limerick. They have yeah. been unbelievable, uh, driving the driving force of Limerick for years. Kiran in particular, just and and paying them like you know, just phenomenal. So it is a tough week for them this this week, and I actually think that the Limerick crowd, the Limerick people will be speaking to their players on the ground and they have have an extra cause I think Anthony they won't want to be saying it too loud but I think think Limerick could come they certainly don't think they'll be complacent and I think this, what has happened this week tragically uh, will give them an extra bit of momentum I would expect and I would be shocked if they'll flop on Sunday is my own view but I, I think Waterford would be really up for it but I don't, I don't see Limerick flapping
1: Anthony. OK, so I suppose we're, we're agreed, lads, that we feel, you know, Limerick into the semi-final and Watford probably, look, we don't know, but this is our, our, our thinking on Watford into the quarters where there'll be really good opposition for anyone that comes out of the qualifiers like they. This. this crowd are not going to, like, even if they're beaten on Sunday, they're not going to drop their level and, and, and they'll no. really attack a quarter-final game if that's the way it turns out.
3: Yeah. Like injuries, injuries have a huge part to play with uh, with the championship at the moment. Like uh, looking at the card panel, Sean O'Donohue, Owen Cadigan, Ellen Cadigan, Dara Fitzgibbon, all probably won't be available this weekend. There's four. Have fellas.
1: you the fiddle, TJ? Have you the fiddle?
3: To <laughs> <laughs> the fiddle there, will you?
1: the <laughs> <laughs> kind of two wrong. where will you? and sell the horse to see how much you get
3: for it. Yeah, did you get McInerney just as just outside of it? Did you get McInerney off the the yet? I'm working on it. By God for Peter Kusik, he did a lot of work for you last Sunday night.
1: Well, sure he only talked about what he could see. Sure, and uh, sure, I mean there was nothing in the incident. like... Yeah, you know, but, but if you
3: if you turned up the audio, you could hear it quite clear that there was an incident happening behind the scenes and nobody there was no camera on it. I didn't
1: know it was I, the audio up to the last I Didn't hear anything like that. Uh, eh? I don't know. I was linesman anyway, got him a red card and got uh the lead from Leash. Um a yellow card. A yellow card, like it's hard to, hard to figure for me, like it's too much Or they're appealing it anyway. But
3: as I taught you the week previous, the fella, the fella that stats it always gets away with it. It's the fella who who comes in second will always get done.
1: Well, having never been sent off in a county game myself, I, I can concur with you there. That you have to play <laughs> me, a few, me neither, you know? Me neither. TJ, you got sent off about 18 times.
2: <laughs> I never got sent off <laughs> in a <the> county game, <laughs> Many times in
1: club, TJ, tell the truth.
2: Twice. And a, I, I'll, go to, I'll go back to Mark and say if there's no pictures, Mark, you can't be proven, so you can deny anything <laughs> once there's no pictures. Uh, this is
3: all fake news. Uh,
2: you know, Trump is gone TJ,
1: <laughs>
3: Trump is gone, he's gone. You know, great man, a great man.
1: We're We're back he's only 10 He's only ten miles up the road from me here the hotel and the golf course and he's after flying <laughs> in there this morning <laughs> he, Air, 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 Air Force One passed over Tully crying here this morning and uh, Donald was waving out he says hey Dalo get your clubs
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: call up you know so uh, I, I look at he's implying a lot of people here in my sphere so we want to keep him around the place as well we know no problem with Joe Biden either we, we like the signals there but right we better move it lads the lengths are fine lads I one of my bakes last year was I was on for the Munster final and the Leinster final on, on RT, and they were on the same day. And the John McDonough <laughs> final, while the Munster final was on behind us in Crow Park, as the curtain raiser to the Leinster final, and it's just it was just terrible. I thought, like, you know how the John McDonough final and the, and the Munster final been on? And the amount of supporters that were in Crow Park to watch the Leinster final, Westford Kilkenny, massive crowd. And they were inside in the bars having a pint, watching the Munster final, while we're trying to promote to John McDonough. So I think it's a great move, lads, and it should be every second year and affect the Munster council and their their high notions about the Munster final. Hogie I can see you nodding, loving it. But like every second year, Munster final Saturday night, Leinster final Sunday, same the following year, then swap round. I think it's a great move, and I think Absolutely. we will look forward to a great Leinster final, lads, on. On, on on Sunday and Hoagie while you're nodding and smiling, you're
0: in huge trouble. Like you barely be troubling. Oh, we have a hope, Dale, you know it's sure are only going oh. up- <laughs> <laughs> uh, What's your read? What's
1: your read? Give us give us a little feedback now on the things on the ground like on on, on uh, North side. You
0: mentioned you mentioned injuries or uh and other things. Um, there's a few question marks over to, to, to two or three players at the moment. Nothing confirmed but um the way at TJ
1: everyone like with Hoggy. <laughs> like Oh myrta, Oh myrta.
0: Um yeah, it's just uh, again it's uh, there, there's a question mark over two two or three of the guys at the moment. I think, you know, uh, without going into too much detail, yeah. I, I think they're waiting to see what the story is. There might be a case of close contact with one of them and uh having to see what the story is there. So again, without having it confirmed, I'm not going to say anything. Um but is TJ
3: Reid g- one of them? Just <laughs> get that one out of the way, Lenders. is ringing his bookie as we speak. <laughs> I'm laying off,
0: lay off. <laughs> oh no, no, TJ's fit and healthy. He's chomping at the bit. Ah, we're all <laughs> right, top. We're all okay, <laughs> But uh, yeah, come back to your first point, Ed. Oh yeah, I totally agree. We don't. We, we, you know, there's the, the more matches we have, the more you know, all these good competitive matches. You don't want to be losing any of them to you know. Competing with each other, so absolutely having them split and have them all on TV, so you know everyone can uh, enjoy them, uh, is a is a definite no-brainer. Uh, in terms of the match itself, yeah, look, it's going to be a, a massive game. It's hard to know what to make of the Dublin match, to be honest. I mean, talk about an anti-climax. You know, we came away from it. Obviously you are doing the punditry on it and I think most people were, were getting ready to head off at halftime, you know, I think and it was done and dusted. Yeah. And, and, and it's gas, like the difference 35 minutes makes, you know, because uh, if, uh, if the match had followed through the first second half the way it was in the first half, Kilkenny had been up there in the conversation with Limerick as favourite to the and, oh, geez, they're back. And coming out of it at the end, having hung on, you know, by the skin of our teeth, you were kind of going, where are we at, you know? Uh, and I think we've seen that actually Dublin, you know, the following week, relatively poor, it's kind of, that's a bit of a worry, you know. Is that was it, a, it was a poor Dublin side, really, you know. That, that, um, and but look, I mean, reflecting back on that match, there was, we got ourselves into a massive winning lead with probably four at least four of the players, the main players in our team, not hurling particularly well. So, there's massive scope for improvement there, you know. Um, so from that point of view, but look, we're going, Jesus, we're going to need to improve, you know. 40%, you know, to, 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 to uh to beat the beat this Galway side, you know. I think the Galway side a bit like the Limerick side, you know, have <laughs> have uh have just disagreeing with me there. But I think I think look Galway always, if you allow Galway to hurl, they're they are they are lethal. You know, that was one of the fears we always had playing them, is that yeah. if you let these lads hurl a bit like Hork, you know, they love, they can make the ball talk, but if you can squeeze them, if you can put pressure on, if you can make put doubts in their heads early. All of a sudden, the cracks start to appear, you know. So, um, you know, yeah, I when mean, that when it was yourself, Tommy and JJ, like the
1: squeeze was put on, alright, but they, he ain't there now.
0: Yeah, but but, but it'll, be, it'll be the same mantra from Brian. That won't change. Okay, maybe the style has evolved a bit, you know, and they're working the ball through the lines and that kind of thing, and maybe the part, obviously, the personnel has changed around, but the basics won't change from that point of view with Brian, you know. And they'll be going in, you know, one thing with any any team that brings over, you'll be going in confident, but. You know, I think there's a couple of great matchups there, you know, I'm, I'm uh, within within that game. I'm really looking forward to it. I, Hugh Lawler, you know, my club man, he, I was delighted to see him step up and score, you know, a monster point to win the match for us against yeah. Dublin. He's capable of that, and I'm kind of waiting for him to bring that on to the next level. You know, he's a, he had a great year last year, having marked four of the five top bowlers in the country, and mm-hmm. holding his own. This is the next level to his game. Big matchup now with Connor Whelan up there. Big physical presence, you know. So that'll be good. You know, obviously... TJ in the centre forwards, you know, a lot a lot revolves around him from a Kilkenny perspective. And I, I keep saying we need to kind of lighten the load on TJ. You know, and Richie came on the last day and didn't look particularly sharp. You know, again, I'm hoping he, you know that that might have stood him in, in good stead. But obviously, missing Adrian Mullin is a loss. You know, so there's there's a lot of there's still a lot of questions with this Kilkenny side. You know, where are we at? Exactly, You know, where exactly are we at? Um so you know, that's that's you know, I think some of those questions will be answered now on Sunday. Uh, TJ, are you believe in him in any way, or like you know, <laughs> not, and... not, a bit of it. Not a bit of it. Uh,
2: <laughs> uh, for me, this this game is, is is like a deaf dog. It's hard to call. Um, like, <laughs> I, thought, I thought, I I thought the three, I, the three, I the three key pieces of form in the hurling championship so far. Is, God, we were impressive. Limerick were impressive against Tip. And Kikemi's first half performance Was unreal Like Brian saying "Kenny need to improve 40% That's That's that not true at all I thought Kenny in the first half Whatever happened in the second half I think they can fix that I just think that well, TJ can form- I just say that to you Look We don't associate Like Cody team 16 points up they do yeah. be
1: drawn level In yeah. injury time And pull I, it out of the
2: fire I said the last day. I think you can see The two poor goals Their full back line Needs to improve Right And I think that will improve I think Cody will have got to them I'm sure they will have seen that In the video You won't see that happening again To a McKinney team I think That's an easy fix I do think Galway Against Wexford The last day And we could make the same point About Wexford Where Wexford really acted And we know what Davies said After the game Galway did look impressive We're probably looking at A situation where TJ Reid Is going to be man-marked By potentially a Joe Cooney or a Geroad McInerney. So the other Kilkenny forwards will definitely need to step up. But the scoring power is there. So this is a Kilkenny team now who are in the Ireland final, as Max said, they're like up to ascending off like and potentially yeah. could have been Ireland champions, right? Yeah. They've had a very good first half. So I think if you were looking at it as, as, as lines of form, if you take out the 2nd I said that the last quarter against Dublin, Kilkenny's form has been up there with the rest of them. And I think you're looking for... This to me is probably going to be the tightest of them all the weekend.
0: Well, TJ, just let me come back to that point regarding okay, the 40% may be a bit high, but, but the reason I was saying that was, you know. Getting into a position of sixteen points, and then looking, I suppose, losing your, your completely your 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 focus and your direction in terms of what you were trying to do. The, play, the buys that came on didn't make any impact. You know, we drove some horrendous wides. You know, if we had got two or three of those points, that would have kept the scoreboard ticking over. You know, and very un- uncharacteristic wides. I mean, I've never seen Richie drive wides like yeah. that before. Um, and in the backs as well, I felt poric had a very quiet day. You know, for us, uh, Connor was was quite you know relatively quite midfield, and I felt. You know, a corner back as well. I, 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 you know, I thought Wallace did well in one corner. I was a bit, bit concerned about Connor uh, Delaney in the other corner. You know, so while it was enough to get through a Dublin match and and, and a poor Dublin team on reflection, I think against Galway, I think we're going to need and and, and it's not that we can. I think there's more. You know, we know Porrick, we know Connor. They've done it on the big days. I just need, think there is a there is a significant improvement required. Will the
1: full-back then be the same? Joey Holden surely come into play, will he?
0: Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I. I mean, Joey's been you know, class at club level for the last number, number of years. He's been classed with Kilkenny, you know, obviously he had a, he had a difficult final a couple of years ago um, and I, I've been on record as saying that the, the, the fault lay out the fields, you know, I mean, Christ yeah, on my no year, protection very, that they no like. No protection. If there was, our half-back line was drawn way out the field, They were dominating possession and spraying ball into Jamie Callan. I mean, there's not a full-back in the country could survive there and that, but Joey has been one of the most consistent defenders for us. I'd be surprised if he doesn't start on Sunday, yeah. to be honest. Um, yeah. And he'll be a huge addition if he does come in because um, you know he's got, he's got he's got he's got pace as well you know and he's a clever hurler he does he does the simple things well every time um, you know and so I'd be surprised and I think he'd be a big addition if he does come in um, and like that just just I think in some of the some of the personnel that I mentioned I think there's, there is there is room for improvement and I think they will improve because I think on the bigger day I think they'll go in knowing that this is going to be a bigger test um, but that's where I see the kind of the need for that, that that improvement and Mark TJ has alluded there that they're probably men Mark T, uh,
1: his name said it reads. Um, with maybe
0: yeah.
1: speculating that Joseph Cooney or uh, Gerard McInerney to come out for fullback, I don't really see that. Maybe that I don't know. Maybe Finton would go in fullback, but like Galway, Jesus, the Galway, the likes of Finton, Sean Loftus, Brian Concannon really looked to have taken that step up the last day to, to, to have arrived at, at this ex- level.
3: They were excellent against Wexford entry the last. It was probably. One of the best performances, TJ said, one of the farm performances. The question again, obviously, for Galway, will, will they be able to keep performing at that level on a consistent basis? I think that um, they will bring a physical edge to it. Uh, but come here, TJ Reed, every day TJ Reid goes out, whether it's his club or county, he's going to be man-marked anyway. So he's he's well used to that situation. Um, and no better man to be able to take on that challenge. And his simplicity of his holding is, is, and his vision is, is just like we're we're very lucky to be wholly enthusiastic that we see a fellow with his skill and his ability in front of our eyes producing this performance all day in, day out. He His performance levels have never dropped Anthony in the last three or four years. He has been outstanding. And I would expect exactly something similar again on Sunday. Um, I suppose I, I was disappointed with the Kilkenny backs in the second half. I thought they were pulled ragged. And I would be shocked if 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 Joy Holden and maybe Paul Murphy, you know, did Cody do a very smart thing and give the lads a chance and an opportunity against open and say, let's give these guys a chance um because we need to to have a good panel. Could you see the Paul Murphy's and the Joy Holden coming back into that team? Certainly one of them, I think, will start on 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 Lens um, the final day. But on the overall <laughs> thing, Anthony. The biggest question for Galway is: Can they produce another performance that they did against Wexford? How good? We haven't questioned the Wexford team yet because we haven't seen them again. We've questioned the Dublin team because we've seen them beaten well by Cork. You know, our Wexford added this year, like that's what Galway beat. And if we, like, we might have a different opinion if you know if your own county will topple Wexford uh, over the weekend. So there's no point you know, even talking about it. Like- yeah, we're only gonna go <laughs> We're we're going we're going on last year's farm on Wexford, how good they were. But they were very, very poor. So but like Galway did look impressive and Wheeling to me and, and I said it the last days I think the pressure has been taken off of Joe Cooney that the other four would stepped Joe up Kenning. to the plate. Joe Canning, sorry, yeah, yeah. Joe Canning, yeah, yeah, because here the four, if if Joe plays well, Galway play well. He was he was okay the last day. He wasn't his you know usual brilliant self. He was very effective, but the rest of the forwards were excellent. And that's really, to me, they, they like that Galway team. If they produce that performance, I think they like, even though we I picked Kilkenny from the outside. But if they produce that performance on Sunday, they'll be very very hard to beat. And
1: TJ, do you think they can take? Galway can take the Bob O'Keefe out of Leinster. Again, I know they're playing Leinster, but obviously they're, they're yeah. as west I as I am here.
2: I definitely do. And I think that the two Burks also they've had a bit of time. Um, Dahi Burke and David Burke are back in the frame, right? So like there will be a challenge there for the white Shane O'Neill. Do they stick with the 15-15 or is there a temptation there to make a change? You're pro- we're probably looking at Maybe a very much a 15v15 where a game here where the two of these teams will go at it. It might be the one game over the weekend where you won't have as many mad formations as some of the other games. So here is definitely one of the ones, maybe Cork and Tip might be the same, where it'll be different for Galway this time around. They'll have to man up uh, to some of those positions because the last eight suits them. They minded the ball very well. So for me, tight game coming down the track here. And a question mark as to whether Galway will go over the same 15 again. Yeah, Hoagie, I know
1: you have to go there, and um, you're on, it, we great to have you for the hour. And like, I'll never forget Brian Cody coming into a Dublin dressing room in '13. Not to be affirmed to no, know too often, but like he nearly did my job for me before the Leinster final. He said we let the Bob O'Keefe out of Leinster last year, mm. uh, and up over to Galway in '12, and he says it's your job to get it back next week. Mm. But you know, I, he nearly did my job for me for the week, yeah. so I think. There'll be a ferocious. I I nearly go off give Kilkenny the nod on this one. Are you... Are you yes. Is your gut telling you you'll do it?
0: Yeah, I I think we I think we we'll led it. I think um, as I said, you look there. There is obviously question marks, but there's question marks on the Galway side as well. And I think maybe Mark brought it up. Uh, one of them that's always with the Galway team is can they do? They had a great performance the last day. Can they back back it up the next day? Sometimes they're a bit hot and cold, you know. And you're kind of pulling your hair out, looking at the players. They have why they can't they can't do it, but. You know, I think they will bring a performance because, as I was as was mentioned, there are less reliant on Joe having to deliver every day. You know, and I think that's you know with TJ on our side who's consistently delivering. You know, eight nines out of tens. You just like to see that load. You know, because we uh, be, be spread around, uh, You know, across the other five forwards. And I think I think there will be two two at least two changes. I'd say to the Kilkenny team from the last day. And um, you mentioned Paul Murphy. I heard Tommy Welsh. Um, Going, is flying it and training as well, so he's another guy potentially. But again, these are all backs, and I think we need to look at the options in the forwards as well. But yeah, no, I, 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 I think Kilkenny. Brian, look, Brian had the lads ready. That's, there's no doubt about that. And I think, provided the injuries are not as, um, you know, as bad as we think, I think I give Kilkenny every chance. I, I, think it'll be a, a right battle. TJ is 100 percent right. I think it'll be 15 on 15, a kind of traditional kind of you win your own position kind of job. And uh, yeah, I think it'll be a great, uh, great match. OK, Huggy, and we'll, we'll let you go back to work there in
1: case things... Uh, I know you're in level five, which are flat out. By, uh, and come here. The best of luck, G. The weekend, obviously, we're can't. We are neutral here, obviously, but uh, the rest of us... Uh, TJ, all right, has a bit of a leg there in Galway, especially with on Eal as well in charge. But uh, great to have you, Brian. Um, yeah, a no we'll pleasure, talk to, We'll talk to you soon, kid. Um, all right, cheers, guys. So, okay. good stuff. So, look, like, it, it's potential probably to be, like, all four games, lads, have the potential to be the game of the weekend. Like, you know, they haven't, done, but there's something about this one in Croker. or, and I'm on about the surfaces now. Maybe I'm being too pedantic about the surfaces, but Jesus, the ball will be flying Saturday evening. I mean, it's yeah. someday a hurling Saturday,
3: like. Well, they, but, you know, we, 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 made a, we made a couple it was the last week, there was a clash in the matches. At least this weekend now you have a two o'clock, four o'clock, six o'clock game, and then the Munster final on Sunday, and that's great from a holding point of view. That any fellow who wants to sit down and watch the four matches over the weekend that there's no crossover, so that's that's great. And we need to to mark that and say how good it is from a scheduling point of view. Well, like you're right, much as I said earlier on about the Leinster final and a Saturday and the Munster final on the Sunday, that needs to happen going forward. Spread the crowd because there's only seventy or eighty thousand people going going to crop back when the crowds will be back and. Once the pandemic will go, the crowds will be back. But there's probably another five or six or seven hundred thousand people that want to watch the matches on the television. And we need to be able to showcase our sport on the television for
2: for all all ages outside. Of.
1: No, there's no doubt. I just want to dear, How are we going to watch a bit of the Masters, TJ, in the middle of it all? <laughs> well, I was, go- I,
2: was, I was going to say, day, like, there's an awful lot. There's soccer matches, internationals, there's rugby. The Cheltenham November meeting is on. I was, going to, I was going to give you a tip for the weekend. I think Lowry at fifty to one paying top ten. I think uh, fifty odds there is great value over the weekend. There is a fifty to one tip for the listeners. And I think to sum it up, I think Saturday Saturday is going to be one of those kind of quotes from the unbelievables day. I'd say you want to be having the dinner at half eight in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say about the deaf dog again? I said he's hard to have call. <laughs>
0: No,
1: I stopped the two you. Look There's a smart There's an old match on In Port leash as well There are two o'clock um, Saturday there's, there's crowds Trying to talk it up there In various media About two of my old teammates There uh, Two lads that By God Did they put the fear of God In the, in forward lines Throughout the country In the 90s uh, The two of them You've got past law And you've to get past Fitzy like But they come hey, up against each other.
3: Jella, Jella. that was going in. You would have to get past <laughs> them on the way out as well.
1: There's no doubt about Throw Mike Staller and into the mix. Frank as well.
3: Like,
1: uh, uh, Just saying, like, TG, some of the GA goal matches, TJ, have, have been a bit disappointing with the one camera. there would definitely be a second camera at this time, but it won't be behind the goal. It'll be sure on the sideline.
2: Well, up. I was, I was going to say, I think there's a Kevin Keegan moment coming here. Isn't there for me as manager? I would love it. I would love it if I beat him. Surely, it's bad. I think probably more so Lohan is, is is in that bracket. But are you probably like maybe in the best position. Like it's amazing that these two guys. I was actually in UL today, or the incident um, as to what happened. I was I was there the day Lit played UL. I probably probably was a little bit surprised at Lohan that they back. They should have just held their ground and did the warm-up and left whatever happened happened. But anyway, it's, it's amazing, given what you've been through as a team in the 90s, that somebody hasn't pulled these two guys together or is it just two characters that you couldn't? That it's, it's amazing that they have got to a point. Now, at the same time, I was thinking, driving the road this morning, there's probably GAA clubs in every corner of the country. It's mine counties, right? Where there are scenarios where people who have soldiered so hard together to win a county or to do something... And then because your father dropped his son or whatever, there's, there's a touch of this all over the country, no? Yeah, like, I mean,
1: you said it there, like, why, why don't you just shake hands and forget about it? But look, this goes on.
2: There's, sure, there's hardly a team we played on,
1: whether it be county, club, whatever, that those lads don't get on or, or teams we've trained in the past, all three of us. And, and those lads don't pull, like, but they'll pull when they're together out with the same jersey on, no bother. And they fight for each other they might go for a pint together that night, like. But look, I I think there's way too much being made of this. Like, do you know what? I did? Look, they, Sure, it might only take one game of golf when the lockdown is lifted that the two boys start chatting again. And I don't know. Look, was there more? To did, think about did, just did, that did. match in in Newell, like? But it's. I think it's over. I'll play with you. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, <laughs> I'd, 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 I'd love to be throwing it in there all between the, between the three, but that's
1: the one thing that might unite them is actually hitting a slap in you. Oh, maybe
2: <laughs> yeah. that, is, that is true, but it, it, it is one of the factors in the GAA that if you're going to a club or you're going to find out something about a club, you need you, you kind of have to find out where the bodies are buried, like, don't you?
1: <laughs> oh, unreal, unreal, I tell you. And you weren't too bad at going up to St. Thomas's but going down to kill Miley. Not Kerry. <laughs> you, you don't know what side of the civil war anyone was on there like. <laughs> Stop. Uh, Father Mossy Brick was the first man I spoke to. Mossy, <laughs> give me a
2: low down there on these fellas. <laughs> but uh Dello, I, I, I'm, going to, I'm going to lead the charge here. This is the upset of the weekend. I'm going to tip Claire to beat up, Wexford. Up. I think that Claire, Claire have beaten Wexford the last three times they've played. And like Lohan this year in the league, Go back to the when they met. They had a great win down in Wexford. In Wexford is a difficult place to go down and get a result in the league. They had a win down there. I think the last day, the game against Leash, I think Clare were flying it up to the sending off. Okay, yeah, the game took a turn there. But I think this is a massive game for both of them. And I suppose the reality is Lohan could probably finish it. A win for Lohan here will probably finish the Davy wexford relationship. I think that's what's coming down the track here. So... An awful lot to play for him, so I'd imagine
3: it'll be
2: passionate. Yeah. Yeah, Mark, you,
1: you touched on something earlier. We were talking about the build up to the Lancer final and like we don't know about Wexford this year, do we? Like
3: the, no. The, no.
1: the, the league no. form was very mixed. We all expected I expected them to be Galway. I said they know their game. Galway new manager. I mean, and Davy was was you know, he was in bad form afterwards, let's face it. Yeah, um, well, we you need, can imagine training yeah. for the two weeks as well, like
3: yeah, I, I think there'll actually be a bounce factor in them, Anthony. I actually think I'd be a bit concerned for Clare uh, over the weekend. I, I feel that um, most of the teams, and I'm just particularly talking about Cork, as wasn't in so far that the, the criticism they got after the game against Waterford and the non performance, that there was a bounce factor. And, and the biggest question for Cork will be can they put it back to back? I think that both Tip and Wexford their supporters would give given them a fair going over in the last fortnight they've had the opportunity now to actually recover the bodies and the minds and i think that Wexford could come with a mentality of what we saw from Davy Fitzgerald after the game really really disappointed non show got with the players with their attitude it just wasn't good enough i think that and like lee chin was it was on the paper as well you know, saying that Davy was hundred percent right in what he said and the approach that he took, and that the players were one hundred percent behind him, and I think they are behind him definitely. I I, I have a strong feeling, Dale, oh, that Wexford will come with all guns blazing, and like Tony Kelly again was outstanding the last day against Leash, and like you, like Leash, I, I know know the sending off, but if that game on, went on for another couple of minutes, I think Leash could have got over the line, Dale. Or so I I feel that if Tony Kelly is tied up that will create a problem for Clare because I don't think they'll get enough scores and I think there's going to be a bounce factor come from Wexford that they are smacking after what happened and look, we all I think we all kind of went for them uh, to beat Galway Galway were exceptional on the night but I I just have a feeling that Davey will have the lads wound up for one crack and against Clare Anthony you know as well as I do he'll know all those Clare players he'll know their strengths he'll know their weaknesses he'll know what to do He's going to go tactical, tactically. He'll match him up to the danger men, and then it'll be a fight, one against one. But I I, I I, feel there'll be a bounce in Wexford this weekend.
1: Yeah, and I think all the teams like that, you know, we know ourselves, lads, when we got riddled and, and and you know, we played bad and we had another chance or whatever, there would be a bounce. But sometimes, TJ, I, I often felt that a the, the team, you're meeting a team that was coming on the bounce. There's about 15 minutes in that bounce. Like, if you stand up to it for 15 minutes... And you kind of, that's the same from a cork against hip point of view. Like, if you stand up to it for 15 minutes and are right there in the game, in their faces, the bounce kind of goes out the window a bit. Like, I just feel the David McInerney appeal is on tonight, I think. And, and like, that is probably crucial for me. Like, I think they're going to make changes. I'd see Jack Brown coming back in. I'd see Pau Connor coming back in. And I'd possibly see David Fitzgerald coming back in. Uh, not Davy Fitz now.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, just David Kill Like they've been through the mill in terms of the last few years, played in two Monster Finals, the three of them. And I just think Clare have to go with those guys as opposed to maybe some of the now Rory Hayes has done a great job of cornerback. In fairness, he's been kind of he was turning at the last minute against Limerick and he did a, he did a fair job in Graham Mull the same day. And uh, I just think we don't know I I, I I, kind of I'm not leaning towards Clare because I have to think back on how good Wexford were last year but what, it worries me a small bit if I was a Wexford man that, that I've seen nothing this year that's backing up last year and I kind of felt that with, with Clare or with Dublin my last year with Dublin as well we got a great year in 13 one thorough, looking at to maybe get to All Ireland and then 14 the flatness just came in again and I, I, I'm i hoping from a clear point of view and like Mark you, 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 I know your point is well made about Dave he was so mad and everything but like I'll tell you around here as well like there's the players are getting it between the two years for yeah, yeah. you know whatever way they got away with the Limerick performance Limerick or this that and the other but like Barely hanging on against Leash. Now I know fourteen men, but and they know Davy over. Like the players, surely have to stand up for Brian Lohan as well.
3: Yeah, but I just wonder, Anthony, how how good is this clear panel at the moment? Like you know, you have one exceptional player on Tony Kelly, and even against Limerick, he was out like sixteen, 16 points on that given day, and they up the rest but of Mark, the players.
1: Yeah, Mark, we're down. We're down, Duggan and and, and Conlon. Fair enough, right? This, this is a this is a team that that Galway and and themselves went toe to toe two years ago. Phenomenal. Two two yeah, just... All Ireland semi finals and Limerick were probably nearly hoping for Galway to come through in the All Ireland final, TJ. And yeah,
2: and I, I, I think Taylor Shanahan, full forward. The last day, it's, 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 it's to me, it's definitely a better fit. The team, as I said, like up top, they looked that bit stronger than they did against Limerick in terms of. I'm, I'm not saying this. He's definitely going to be playing again, but I think he'll be full forward. I think he's a handful in a given day. Tony Kelly's in the form of his life. They have other players to bring in. As I said, I know, like, I've often seen it like in, with club teams, county teams in the past. Like, you go back, there's teams who cause problems for you, and like, Claire going to Wexford Air in the league and beating them down in Wexford Park like, is a big win. I, I think the Lohan-Davy thing is massive, and like obviously Davy's father being involved, like there's, there's, it's, 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 there's nearly a game outside of the game here, like which is going to be hard to win early doors, and then, like you said, I think the first 15 minutes crucial here, like I think Westford will have to put a stamp in the game, and sometimes forcing it can be difficult, can,
3: it just can be really, really hard. But, the, like, TJ, the farm the Clare showed at the start of the year, they didn't bring that to the Championship yet this year, in my opinion. Like, they, they were outstanding, and under Brian Lohan, in the first two months of the season, were excellent. Um, but the other factor here, like, the wexford Holland Championship was over well in advance. That Wexford team were back training longer than anybody else in the, in the Inter-County Championship this year. Why they were so flat against Galway, I just don't know. But if they bring what they brought last year. And it has to be in the locker, Anthony. They have to have the training done. As you know, any team that's trained by Davy Fitz, they will be well-drilled and they'll be fit and they'll be strong. But I just, on the night, and that's why maybe Galway are very, very good lads, that Wexford weren't allowed to play. But to me, Anthony, you know, I, I don't know if Claire got enough good players, Anthony, to finish that job on, on Sunday against Wexford. I, I think the Wexford are way better than the, what they showed in the one game, and I do think, I do think they'll be really smarting from it. And every yeah, year, I, day
1: nearly, nearly every, nearly every pundit in Ireland, Mac, is going to agree with you. Like, you know, on BRTJ, I know, in fairness, but um, like, the only thing to counter that? I suppose they were back training before everyone else, but the other t- county they were back training before everyone else was Waterford, and they brought it. it so it so that's it? why, that's I, why my little doubts And the other thing I bring into place here is Port let that's that's going to be wettish now and that's going to be tight and the sideline there is going to be fairly tense and uh, I suppose look if there's any declare players listening to this I'd be appealing to them to uh, have a good chat with yourself in the next couple of days and uh, put on the war paint and bring it bring us to Portleigh's <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, I'm not going to mention Christy Ring 100 years. I have, I can't go back to stuff like that, Mark. But uh, I'd be hoping that our boys would come with the war paint on for this one, anyway. Um, and that's the other one. Uh, we we touched on it, like the forgotten team, Larry, with your mute button on. darn lads, I I I was so very disappointed with them against Limerick. Now Limerick lads uh, are extraordinary at the minute. I will allow, but just didn't feel you know, things backfired. there's doubts, there's talk of Bonner being fit, there's talks of McCormack's and Breen definitely starting. Um, and this on in the Gaelic grounds as well, I think is a big advantage, the tip. And I I think if Cork could get over this one, Cork would have a say, lads. They yeah. really do. Uh, but it, will they get over this one?
3: Look, the biggest thing, consistency, consistency, consistency. That's the one word we will have we keep saying about this present Kirk panel of players, and this is a massive weekend, actually, for Cork Carling, because we got the reaction that we required after the debacle against Waterford. Now you're coming in against your real arch rivals in Tipperary, and this Cork team has, to date, been very inconsistent, Anthony, and you're right, if they get over the TIP team, they, they, they won't fear anybody left in the Championship. And the biggest question for Cork is, can they bring the fight and the attitude that they had against uh, Dublin? Can they bring that to the table? Because Tip are slightly wounded. There will be a bounce in them, but will they have the edge of the Waterford teams and the fitness? I don't know. I, I I do think they'll come with more, but there was a lack of drive against Limerick out of those Tip players that I have never seen, and particularly the Mars at the back line. Now, He's come out after the party. He was injured and stuff for like that. But he's had a and now to get himself right. Um, What I was surprised with was when they got the goal um and brought it to six points, they had the monsoon. But it was Limerick took off. Like, Tipperary had every opportunity, that's it. But they had nothing in the locker. They didn't fight for it at all. And that is the biggest... I've never seen a Liam Sheedy team probably to lie down the way they did that day. Um, There's huge question marks I think Anthony over both teams going into it at the weekend whether Tip will actually come with that fight that's required can cock back up the performance. They're the two biggest questions. We don't have the answers at the moment, Dele.
1: Every every game is fascinating in the Hurling this weekend. I mean, you couldn't ask for it. You couldn't write away for it. But TJ, if you're a Tip supporter like Larry, now they are are you worried about that lack of pace in defence? Like, and we saw Robbie O'Flynn. Jesus, lads, he should be running fucking 200 metres in the Olympics. The speed of him, like... Um, I, I think he was running at Jake Malone that ball he took off with for the point. My God, Jake Malone isn't slow. I can guarantee you that, lads. Um, no. And, like, like it looked party carrying an injury. Brendan was kind of behind Tom Morrissey quite a bit.
2: The inside line, uncertainty... You have to yeah. be you have to be and their key lieutenants are north of 30. I suppose that's also a factor. Um I was gonna sit in the fence here um for a second. Can we kick to Larry and get some team news from Tippas? What kind of a team we're looking like to, to get? Come on, Larry.
0: No team news, lads, but we're 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 extremely worried. Like that's the it's all it's all bloom. It's all doom and gloom talk. Um, Jesus, I'm, Brian Hogan has gone off the air, Larry. Will come yeah, on? It's
2: all end of an era stuff. Like and that's before we even deal with the, the rise of Corkness Like so, I mean, the whole thing is. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We're, we're um. There there's. Don't think Bonner is going to make it. Um.
1: Are you are you concentrating on the football this year, Larry?
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. Maybe will John Maher go back, he might be regretting it already now. Um. Yeah. Got, John Maher might 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 come in. Maybe will he? If if, if is party Maher going to be
2: fit? We were not sure. Anyway, yeah. I suppose they're all the key questions there, in That half hour line for Tip the last, it didn't really work. There was points in the second half, Delo, where one or two scores for Tip could have tipped it and put a bit of pressure on Limerick. Limerick got that hegarty penalty there at the right time. Like if Mark Cuell put that ball over the bar, they needed everything. They played into Limerick's hands definitely in the second half by lumping the ball along, and Limerick just mopped them up and did the, the game kicked into gear. But they were disappointing. No, beforehand, we had heard that Tip hadn't played that many challenge games. They played Antrim and Offaly, I think, and stuff like so. Yeah. Was sheedy always gearing for this? There's still four games away from like winning Ireland back to back. I expect to be performance. And I, I think the key thing for me in this game is going to come down to there's goals in the tip forward line, and can the Cork backs keep them out? I think if Cork concede no goal, they'll win. Call it, call it, lads, call it. it,
3: it, it to me, you if the Cork team that turned up against uh, Dublin, turn up and uh, with a, with an extra bit of an extra five or ten percent, I think they'll win it. Did you? But if the if the team turned up against
2: Waterford, I I, I, I just don't see the Cork backline keeping out the tip. I think Tip will get goals and I'm gonna go with Tip. Yeah, so if it was on Boulogne Parky
1: Keeve uh, Kiev and I outside of there's no home advantage really now, now with no crowds. I'd go for Cork nearly in this one, but I think to get it wrongs i might swing it for clip. tip. I just think it's going to be heavy. I think I, I there's so much rain, lads, and it's natural, and time of the year, the water table is up and I, I just think... So, look, we look at lads, we're looking forward to intriguing stuff the weekend. I see you're all improving a bit there, lads, on the uh, fantasy hurling. Fair play. You're, you're pulling... And he's gone off the line now, so... Uh, Lockdown Gales is bottom of the table there. you're off the bottom.
3: Like, <laughs> I'm off the bottom, kid. I told you if you waited long enough, I'd start to suffer. It's like you know,
1: yeah, you're up to four hundred and seventy-seven points. It's a long
3: way yeah. from the Temple Derry Kenyans on
1: six hundred and thirty-eight.
3: Well, Hang you see, there. the Temple deliveryman always has to lose in Buck like the Springer in the market at the start of the season. So he's a big loss.
2: Yeah, yeah. No more, no
3: more handy pints. Dale, coming there.
2: Dale, two things in the fancy hurling. First of all, a shout out to Evan O'Connor there and Gary Spillane, who was leading the junior side up to uh, last weekend. The story is there now. So he was playing. He obviously knows he's hurling and, very And just well. before you go on there, TJ,
1: we're going to get. A, I just appeal in there to Butler Hurleys, who have given us the prize for. Or one would they, would they throw maybe two hurlies in the slitter for the junior?
0: Yes. For the junior
1: we'll wrong, award, I think. Be yes, a nice that, touch that, off, that you that lads, that. if you're listening.
2: Yeah, but everything was going very well. I For me personally, this weekend, I need uh, Claire and Cork to go well. I, I, I kind of d- changed a couple of things. Shane O'Donnell was the one who kind of left me down last week for Claire. I didn't know they were going to play any the goals. Um, <laughs> so we didn't, we didn't mind. But a couple of others, Hoggy, Shane Kingston, I, I need a couple of those guys to go well so yeah Claire and Cork win for me uh, this weekend will be great for my fantasy team
1: well I'm I'm in exactly the same boat TJ I, I have 3 Clare and 3 Cork oh, so, so I'll tell you Mr Landers before he ever sells the horse today will be uh, passing us out if the two of them are beaten. anyway the changes he made
2: yeah and uh, right. after Mark sells the horse there shortly right? Uh, for the people and the racing fans out there he's going to try and buy number 8 for me in the lot today to the horse <laughs> It's a horse that you're going to hear a lot of down the road. Um, a horse called John Bun. He's a full brother to van So Mark's going to have a go at buying him for the podcast team today. So just watch this best. <laughs> Three quarters of a million, I believe, Tate. I,
3: well, that's we're in in last six. Uh, the horse's name is Great Heart Jack, named after Jack Charlton. And uh, the heart that they put into the Irish supporters and the team. So He produced a business last Saturday in his Rona, uh ridden by Jamie Codd. And... Um, We'll be watching both their futures, TJ, both John Ban and uh, Great, because we're at six and John Ban is last lot eight. And I said to the owners of John Ban, "Last, I said, look, we're just clearing the way for you, like you know, we take a small, <laughs> small few quid to keep the expenses paid, della That's all we want."
1: Yeah, you got you got the horse for nothing, and then you're going to get a, a, a triple thousand figure sum now when so that's all right too. Like, is your fair, Jenny, with the horses? Like, I tell you that
3: you know my farm, but you've got to spe- to speculate to accumulate like you know and uh Oh yeah yeah, yeah like, like yeah, yeah. the gang, yeah, we might yeah, we yeah. might be able to weasel the mufti gang back out of hibernation would we? You're not you're not afraid of the four legged I Did he did, he <laughs> did, well,
1: about, <laughs> he did now. What
3: about he, your he, died, but he resurrect was
1: resurrected Do you know do you know the one thing with him though? he was never beaten? No, no dog ever passed him Well a couple passed him out But he passed them out again
2: Well there's a touch of the bright fence that in the he's, he's, he's the bright fence Oh, oh love it. Yeah, like, is, yeah. That
1: the
2: cry for the, is that the cry for the Clare boys of the weekend That you need to get passed out Stick with the plan Go at it And pass him again Going down the home stretch eh?
1: Yeah well get out your little um, Your little dish and paint Get the war paint ready TJ and put it on slowly Sunday morning on your cheeks and your forehead or Saturday morning, and bring it to Portlaoise with you. uh That's my cry out to the boys now. Lander's one worked for the Dublin game, so I'm going to give it as well, I hope. I hope you're listening, lads, out there. Tony needs help. Give it to him. Lads, quick last shout-out before we go. Uh, he doesn't name himself, Larry, but I presume you know who it is. But well, Top of our listeners uh, leader is Hurler on the Ditch, from Nina rogue Nina. So he's a, he's a I'm a follower. He's on Twitter, and uh, he gives he gives he's, he's not afraid to give a strong opinion there. Fair play team. Um, he's third on the overall lads, and we want a winner or the overall to come from the Examiner pod listeners. So we need to we'll have to do a, a Zoom with all our uh, contestants, Larry, and give them tips on their transfers. Going forward, <laughs> obviously, if Claire and Cork lose at the weekend by seven I won't be involved that soon. But uh, you can, you can do it, Larry. You're king at the castle.
0: I could be in trouble this weekend as well, I think. I got all my, my eggs in the Claire basket last week, and yeah, maybe maybe yeah. Shane will bag a
2: few goals for us this weekend. I'll tell
1: you, I, and like that's the one thing if Claire do win, O'Donnell will probably have to, you know. And I mean, in fairness to Ender lads, he's a great goalie, the leash goalie, isn't he? And that was a brilliant save from O'Donnell, like the one on one how yeah, so quick yeah. he was off his line and you know, blocked it with his hurley as well. Like, you know, you see so many goalies coming off the line, blocking with the bodies, and you know. So, look, um, what a weekend, lads! And I think, Larry, we're get, we're back in the prime slot on Monday, are we? Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Jeez. No, now the carry are gone out of the football. I suppose the gaffer, <laughs> <laughs> I won't say anything, I guess, to get the road. <laughs>
0: You'll have to cover the monster final, all
1: right,
0: I think. Yeah. yeah. You're wearing green it.
1: and white in the monster final, Larry.
0: That's right. Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah. Bloody Sunday. Nice touch. Aye. Nice touch. Commemorating the Bloody Sunday atrocity. And uh, yeah, yeah, just even last night, we I think it's Monday, 100 years when the 10s shot. And Jesus, i am going off the rails here this morning. <laughs> the 10s shot the four youths in Killaloo, the Scarab Martyrs, on the bridge in Killaloo without clergy, judge, or jury. So they can't have the 100 year commemoration like they wanted to it was going to be a mega a mega day in Killaloo and Monday and in Scarif but uh, it has, obviously with the lockdown can't be able just uh, always, always think it was a famous song the Scarif Martyrs so hopefully Ireland won't get bit by England in soccer
2: anyway we're leaving it at that <laughs> There's the room.
0: you can do and, Stephen Kenny's you can do Stephen Kenny's speech from as well there Dano, when you're
1: at it. I tell you Stephen get tuned in there there, get this up by 2 o'clock, Larry, and we'll get it over to the lads. Uh, Mark, it's you not can right. always bring the horse home again now.
3: Yeah, if if, she, if he doesn't sell today, we'll be giving a shout-out to the podcast listeners. Set up the syndicate. We'll syndicate her all right. No problem at all. We'll, we'll be looking forward for a day out in Leopardstown or Punchestown or maybe even Clannbill. Well,
1: I tell you, the way things are moving with the... With the fantasy and, and the followers bind in I think we, we could be onto something there or syndicate for us I think we might start yeah. with an old greyhound old track greyhound TJ <laughs> <laughs> be good be good and uh look at enjoy the weekend if you get a chance TJ has told you
2: first 10 TJ is it Shane Lowry 50 to 1 yeah 50 odd so 10 to 1 to be in the first 10 I think he's farm over the last two months he's geared for this I think he's going to the like, listen to Bryson last night he's going to try and drive every par five right Laurie will kind of be just nice and safe yeah he'll be in the hunt he's playing with Tiger today it'll suit him his game will be up 50 to 1 yeah heard it here Jezal, the hurlers are gone to
1: 32 inch hurlies and Bryson is going to a 48 inch driver huh <laughs> the world has gone mad gone <laughs> mad alright lads with Renault official car partner of the GAA taking the passion of a nation to a whole new gear